Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good evening, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So I wanted to talk about lumber today. I've been watching a few videos talking about lumber and I read a few articles and it just amazes me some of the information that just keeps getting rehashed over and over and over again. Now, I want to cover some of the things that people have talked about as far as lumber. And I want to give you some information that I feel is probably the most realistic thing that has taken place with these lumber prices. Now, what what I want to address first is the lumber fires. I've heard a lot of people talk about lumber fires or the lumber mills that have burned down. Let's talk about that for a minute. I went and watched some videos, read some articles, and then I went and tried to find some information for through my channels. Like, not the stuff that I read on the internet or anything like that, but just, you know, the information that I can hear from the people that I know. And after I read the articles and watched the videos, something that I noticed about the mill fires is that almost all of them were the small-time mills, mom-pa style mills. These are like, they're, I mean, some of them were pretty decent sized with a lot of people who work them. But for the most part, they're not the lumber framing type of mills. These mills are massive mills that employ a lot of people that produce an insane amount of lumber. It's not like the mom-pa style mills that produce, which are very important. They produce a lot of different style of stuff out there, but they don't produce like the studs, like the framing lumber. That's a different type of mill of mass production. And although I did find where some of these mills had caught fire... It did not slow production down pretty much by any means. So after I read those articles that I saw on the internet and I made that observation about how these are like more of the specialty boutique kind of style mills, mom and pa, although some of them were good size, they, they weren't exactly like the framing style mills, you know, the, the mass production ones. So I asked my channels, that's like, you know, I get on the phone, I'm like, hey guys, you know, I'm looking to place an order. By the way, tell me about the mill fires you hear about. And they're like, what? And now this is like all of them, like six out of six vendors that I asked, like right after I watched those videos, none of them knew anything about what I was talking about. And this is like last year and, you know, whenever I, whenever I watched those videos. So I, I'm not sure about the mill fires out there, but as far as I can tell, it's not what has affected anything as far as the, the production of lumber goes. Now, the other thing I want to address is all the pictures and videos that people are talking about as far as the stacks of lumber everywhere, including the one that I did, you know, where I showed off the uh, local mill here, all that lumber is sold, right? This is, this is the whole thing about this situation that we're in right now. All the lumber that you see with your eyes, unless it's sitting at a lumber yard, is already sold until it gets to that lumber yard or actually until it's a stud in the wall. It's in its path to... to becoming a project and it's always sold if it's on a train it's sold to wherever it's going if it's on his truck it's still going to wherever it's sold you know i mean everything is sold here's the deal mills order files how far out can you get an order that's where the whole situation is right now that order file is like eight weeks so the time that you put an order in with the mill they're like yeah by the time we get through this it'll be about eight weeks so your order is eight weeks out 
So all that lumber that you see out there, it's got a place to go. It just needs to get there, and it's having trouble getting through this country because we have had this supply chain breakdown. And now, if you think about this, we've had this Canadian supply coming in for a long time. The British Columbia area supplied the United States with insane amount of lumber. It traveled through the United States and, you know, throughout all the very different shipping channels that lumber distribution networks had. Now, they shut down. They shut down production up there. Well, they didn't really shut it down. What ended up happening was is that they were in a salvage mode. They had bug infestations, wildfires. They needed to go get those logs before they rotted. Now, they cut them up and sent them down to the United States, essentially. That has ended. That salvage mode came to an end. In the British Columbia area, that logging industry is not going to come back in the sense that it was in for another 30 to 40 years. They do produce lumber up there. It does come down from the British Columbia area, but not in the not in the sense that it once did. That has shifted down to the southern part of the United States. And now trying to get that lumber through the United States has become very cumbersome. It's difficult. It's trying to get it through and it's landing in some areas where it's, you know, it's flowing to it, but then other areas remain dry. So it's very clunky trying to get it through. And so the demand still presents itself as far as like a shortage, but there's really no shortage. The production is just trying to get its way through the system. Now, when it comes to price, this has driven me crazy because I cannot figure out why the price moves like it does. And now people are like, man, it's really easy, dude. The destruction of the dollar, supply and demand, all this. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure I haven't already thought of all that stuff. Here's the thing. Last year on George Gammon's show, I was talking about 4x4s, pressure treated, in short supply. I said, I can't get my hands on these 4x4s. I don't get it. The prices, well, they weren't like high by any means. I mean, they were like, you know, they were going up, but they weren't like, you know, anything that was like crazy. They were just like, you know, it was just average pricing, but I couldn't get my hands on it. So if you were thinking about supply and demand, then that should have made like 4x4s worth all the money in the world because you couldn't get them at all. I mean, people were like, literally, I got a phone call one day and it was just like, yeah, well, the Home Depot's out of them. I mean, it was boom, boom, boom. Four by fours were gone. I mean, they went to the, there was only a handful of lumber yards in my area. Once one of them was out, we're on one end of the county. The next one is all the way on the far end of the county. So there was only two places to go after that. And then everybody was wiped out and there was no availability for a long time. And when I mean a long time, it was like weeks. We would get a unit in. No, nope. then the next week, well, we get that unit in. It was hard. I mean, I did videos talking about it. And those who, you know, have been following me for on this channel for the last couple of years remember that I was talking about that pretty much every Monday morning. I do a pressure treated order and I was telling people what was available and what wasn't. I finally said, you know, I remember the time. I was like, okay, it looks like everything's available. And I stopped doing videos about that. And that was all last year. So here's the thing. The prices were had peaked out like quite a bit earlier. It peaked out in 2000, let's see, 18, June of 2018. But the availability of them was much farther. That didn't happen until 2020, May 28th, as far as the lack of availability goes. So now I'm thinking about this delay in price versus availability. Because in June of 2018, 
when prices had peaked out? The prices dropped, but the production kept right on going. And see, it wasn't until November of 2019 that mills started announcing closures and curtailments, and I'll leave a link down in the description for that. So you think about that. November of 2019, just a couple of months later, March 2020, shutdown. So not only just a couple of months ahead of time did Mills announce that they were going to be curtailing development and shutting down, then it came into COVID and they really shut down and production fell. Bang. And it went down, down, down along with the price. Think about this, guys. Availability was disappearing and the price was low. Because really the price was dealing with the fact that there was production going all the way up until November of 2019. So all this production from all this months and months and months earlier was still through the pipeline coming in. Even though there was curtailments and shutdowns taking place, all that material was still flowing through. Still showing up to the lumberyards. Still taking place. right? Until May what was it, May 28th, when I did that video with George Gamm. And all that lumber had pretty much made its way through the system. And the curtailments and everything were now affecting the, the availability of it. So now, here we are, a year later, and the prices are through the roof. Why? Because a year ago, the production was almost nothing. There was no 4x4s. It was hard to get plywood. It was hard to get lumber. So now we look at plywood today. There's a little bit different story going on there because of the MDI resin shortage. But this thinking about the lumber itself, I can get all the lumber. I can get the 4x4s. I can get every, you know, pretty much anything out there. It's not easy to get. I mean, the units are expensive. You have to pull them from the warehouse. If you want to get a truckload, it takes eight weeks. But there's lumber out there for sale. I mean, I got every unit is, you know, in my yard, I have it. I even have OSB. It's expensive, but I got it. Last year, I didn't have it. I didn't have the 4x4s. I didn't have the decking. I didn't have a lot of stuff in the yard. Prices weren't crazy, though. This year, I have it, but the prices are crazy. It's because it's dealing with the inventory shortage from last year. Prices seem to lag by about a year. I really want somebody... There's people out there who know how to do this graph on it, who can who can graph this out to see if I'm right on it or not. And I would love to see it. I just thought about this this morning. Drove me nuts all day thinking about it. Went back and found some videos, which I'm going to leave a link down in the description for. And I really do see it that way, that, that there is a lag time between the peak pricing and the availability of it. I mean, it seems to be about a year or so. And it's hard to like, you know, try and imagine because a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people like they forget so quickly. Like I asked everybody, I was like, remember when we were out of four by fours last year? And they're like, oh yeah, kind of. Like, what do you mean kind of? You remember how difficult it was to try and do our, you know, sell a deck package? And they're, you know, I mean, it's like, they, it's so easily forgot. Everybody was so worried about like, you know, 
the pandemic and yeah, everything getting locked down and stuff, they just kind of forget what was taking place. So good thing I have these videos so you can go back and watch them. But that's what I see. And so I'm assuming now that the production is starting to pick back up and that the availability is starting to come back online, that at some point here, there's going to be that year lag that is going to start kicking in. And I'm almost wondering if it isn't already started. I mean, I started getting my pressure treated back in, well, let's see, it ended up being May of 2008, and I think it was probably a good six weeks, seven, six, seven weeks of shortages. So, what, two months went by? So, what, here in about two, three, four months or so, we ought to start seeing the prices, like, really reflecting the downward churn, which we may already have started seeing. I mean, I was looking at, like, a lot of people just look at the current futures contract, like the May contract, which is going to close here in a couple of days, and... I did a video talking a little bit about the volume on it, which I'm still trying to like wrap my head around because the volume is still something I'm like, when I look at how much volume was traded, like, you know, three years ago, it was an intense amount comparatively to today. So I'm trying to figure out what it exactly that means. Um, and what I mean, there's like thousands and thousands of contracts available at one time. And now it's just down to, you know, a couple of thousand, a few hundred. And, it just seems to me that there's like a concentration of the amount of contracts that are available for sale. And I'm still not quite sure on all that. But what I observed today was, is that we have had a little bit of a rise from the big drop that we had over the last, what was it? I guess on Monday, was it? Yeah. So Monday it dropped, today's Tuesday. So yeah. So we had a big drop on Monday and then a little bit of a rise on Tuesday on May, on the May the contract however what is it uh july july's contract it dropped today on some pretty significant volume too like it was like the most volume that had traded in the last year yesterday on monday and it was a pretty good one today on the july contract and then i think in september showed something very similar to to the july so even though the May ticked up a little bit as far as the price on the future contract went, the other two you know, following months out have dropped and the volume was up, which leads me to believe there's more sellers than there are buyers in the market, at least going out there into the next couple of months going into the summer, which you would think would be peak buying. You know, I mean, that would be like the time that you would want to secure your lumber. So we're going to find out a little bit more after the uh, after this May contract closes and we start looking at the next one and where that goes to. But I really see that there, and, and it dawned on me when I was thinking about that meeting that I had with George Gammon, where we were, uh, when I was talking about the, you know, the availability of 4x4s just not being there. And now it looks like the pricing would be as if we didn't have lumber from like a year ago. I mean, that's honestly like if you couldn't get four by fours, you couldn't get a lot of stuff, what would the price be? It would be off the charts like it is today. But today we have we have the material. So anyway, I don't know. Was that just like super confusing? I don't, I'm gonna post it anyway. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.